Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano, the editor of Golf Course Industry Magazine. And on this episode, we are bringing in one of the behind the scenes people who really help make golf course industry pop. Joining us is one of our account representatives, Andrew Hatfield. And we thought it'd be great to get Andrew on the podcast because he recently played his first round of golf. We have a lot of listeners, pretty much all of our listeners work on a golf course and they're preparing playing surfaces for all sorts of different players. And we thought it would be cool to give our listeners the perspective of someone that's new to the game. So Andrew, the first thing we want to do here is explain to our listeners who you are and what you do for golf course industry. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Andrew Hatfield. I'm an account manager for Golf Course Industry Magazine. I joined the team back in September, and it's it's funny because Guy is actually one of the first people that I met when I was interviewing at GIE Media. He actually popped into the uh, interviewing room when I asked the question, do I have to be a good at golf to become an account manager here? Pulled in Guy, and Guy was humble enough to say, no, I'm not very good. We all know Guy is pretty good at golf. But yeah, I mean, this is a brand new game to me. Um, I actually received my first set of clubs uh, two or three weeks ago from uh, my manager. Actually, shout out Russ Warner for the for the bag and the and the new clubs. It's been a quite a journey already in the past couple weeks. So, what convinced you to get into golf? Was it just working here at the magazine, or had it been something that you wanted to try even b- before you landed this job? You know, it's a it's a mixture of both. I uh, I've always had my friends asking me to come out and play on the courses, and uh, you know what we'll get into a little bit later is it's a it's an intimidating thing when you're not good at something, uh, you know, something that you're trying for the first time, and you know, especially in front of all of your buddies, it's not something that I really wanted to do. But I've always wanted to get into golf, and I wasn't sure how to do that without making that first experience very intimidating. Top golf opening up right up the street kind of helped me uh, gain a little bit more confidence uh, in my swing and working on the mechanics. But um, especially joining the team uh, back in September, that really propelled my interest to pursue golf a little further. Yeah, Top Golf is, what, less than two miles from our office, Andrew? I mean, it is seriously right up the hill. Yep. It opened this past winter. Now it's shut down because of all the businesses closed here in Ohio in response to COVID-19, but what were your top golf experiences like? And one of the things that people in golf are hoping is that some of these people that play top golf eventually go and want to play it on a real course. Did top golf whet your appetite for actually going out on a real golf course? It did. Um, it, you know, it kind of creates that environment where you're not being judged, right? Like a lot of people like to go and um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like the, you know, the bowling alley, right? Like I, I'm actually an avid bowler and, uh, a pretty good one at that. And you'll have those people that like to go just on Friday night and Saturday nights, have a few beers and have a good time and not really worry about the scores much, just having a good time and being in the right environment. And that's what I felt at Top Golf. I was able to kind of let loose. And if I missed the ball or if I, you know, had a really, really bad swing, nobody was really judging me. I was able to just up, oh, you know, reset and try again. Um, and that's the same feeling I get with the driving range, right? Like I'm able to just kind of let loose and make mistakes and not, um, not feel like that somebody's right behind me, just, you know, laughing or, or, or judging me in any manner. 
And before the PGA Tour suspended its season because of COVID-19, you started watching golf too. What was that like for you watching golf for really the, the first time on a regular basis? Uh, they make it look easy. And that's the biggest takeaway. You know, those professionals, um, all of the golf professionals on the courses, they really make things look easy and they make everything look effortless. So for somebody like me picking up a club, I'm just trying to mimic those motions and those mechanics. And it's a lot more difficult than it looks. And again, they, they give you that perception that we can all go out and do things that Rory and Tiger do. But the, the sad reality is that you, you can't do that. And I I learned that firsthand yesterday, you know, on my first course ever. You were hitting balls, going to top golf, putting a bit in the office. How anxious were you to get on a a golf course and what convinced you to to finally go out there? Well, I would say COVID-19 is the reason that I hit my first course a lot more a lot earlier than I had wanted to. You know, I think I had mentioned to you and a lot of my buddies and people that are pretty avid golfers that you know, I, I want to keep hitting the range. I want to keep hitting top golf. work on my mechanics, work on my swing a little bit more before I feel comfortable jumping out onto a course. And everybody had told me, you just need to do it. You need to take the leap. You might not be comfortable. You might not be quote unquote ready, but you just need to do it. Um, and, you know, I'd mentioned to one of our coworkers two days ago, that, hey, uh, I'm thinking I want to go on a course because all the driving ranges and top golf are closed right now. And he said, okay, I'll bring my sticks tomorrow. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're jumping into this. Um, so that's really what propelled me to jump on a course and get out of my comfort zone. You know, it, the driving range is comfort, top golf is comfort, but getting onto an actual course and, you know, feeling the pressure is is a brand new thing to me the course you went to is washington golf course it's operated by the cleveland metro parks the first tee of cleveland's based out of there it's about eight minutes from our office i call it golf course industries home course it's a very uh, unique facility uh, because of all the beginner and youth programs that they run out of there it's a nine-hole course it's got a driving range it's connected to a um, horticulture school that the city of Cleveland school district runs a really special place. And it's in an urbanized neighborhood. It's not the type of place you would expect to see this golf course. It opened in 2006. It was designed by Britt Stenson from the sports management firm IMG, who's done projects all over the country with major champion male and female golfers. Britt is a friend of ours. We had him on the Tartan Talks podcast last year. What were your thoughts going there? It was the first time you had been to Washington. What were your impressions when you got to the parking lot and saw the facility? Well, uh, first of all, it was really good to see that the parking lot had quite a bit of cars in it. Um, you know, it's encouraging right now to see people out and about. Um, it's encouraging to see people out and enjoying what they love, but also following the rules. You know, there was uh, everybody was walking. There was no carts being used, which was nice to see. Uh, it was a nice day here. In Cleveland yesterday, I think about 60 degrees and uh, a little overcast, so sun wasn't beating down on you. And first impressions were, you know, I, I had told my co our coworker, man, I'm nervous. He's like, what are you nervous about? Well, this is my first time on a course. And, you know, my initial thought and feeling was I was worried about the two or three guys behind me. And I think I made a comment to them when I was coming up to the first tee. 
hey guys, I, I, you know, fair warning, I'm not very good. And, you know, the first comment was, I've been playing this game for years and I'm not very good. So don't worry about it, man. So that helped out a little bit. The other thing was the first thought after my first swing was, this is totally different than a driving range or a top golf. The feeling, the atmosphere, and then also just your your vision and perspective, right? Like you're just aiming at a single pin or maybe you're not aiming at all and you're just swinging away versus here I'm I'm aiming at a specific target that's surrounded with bunkers and it was uh it was intimidating, but it was it was fun, it was enjoyable. Um and you know, as I as we progressed and as we were walking the holes, I was I was a little less worried about the people behind me because I was just trying to be conscientious and respectful for golfers that probably are, you know, uh, a little bit better than me trying to, you know, move on and get to the next hole. Washington's less than a mile from Interstate 77. It's pretty much connected to the industrial heart of Cleveland, and they're a lot of houses around it, but it, it feels like a natural environment. When you were standing on the first tee, what were your thoughts about the setting you were in? I mean, it was it was great. Like you said, it's set up really nice uh, to where you're not you're not more you know, especially if, again. This is coming from a first time golfer's perspective, worried about certain things or making sure I, I'm doing the right things. And you know, the houses were were well hidden. Um, there was, you know, the, uh, netting was up on the right hand side to, you know, kind of protect those. And like you said, it, it gave you a feel that you weren't in the middle of a city. It, it was more so, Hey, I'm out in, you know, some of the courses I grew up around in Youngstown, Ohio. Did you notice any of the signage on the course? I did. Uh, you know, obviously the first, you know, things that I were not, I was not aware of were some of the color codings, right? Like Here's where, you know, you tee off as a, as a male and then there's a female tee. So, uh, the yardage was a big thing for me paying attention to that. And then also taking advice from, uh, my coworker that I was golfing with, Hey, you know, what, what iron would you use here? Or would you use a wedge here? Um, why are you using this? Is it, you know, is there another alternative to this? If your swing is this far off or where would you make adjustments? Uh, I tried to pick his brain as much as I could, you know, to kind of get a feel for what I would do in the future. Because, you know, again, with this course being so close to the office, I'm sure I'm going to utilize it quite a bit. Some people on the golf course industry staff have been known to go there at lunch and play nine holes. I don't know who that could be, but we're really lucky to have access to this course and the, the practice facility when that reopens so close to our I'm sure a lot of things were going through your head. I, I bet your mind was racing, right? You hear about golf being this laid-back, slow game. I'm sure there are a lot of things going through your head, and you probably never noticed things like the environmental signs they had on the golf course and some of the wildlife you saw, probably because of how much you were thinking about the game. Yeah, um, it, it was a little overwhelming. And at times when I was trying to go you know, to my next shot or maybe even the first or second shot after a you know a bad – a bad shot, I was reminded, you know, don't think about it too much. Um, and I come from a, you know, a sports medicine background, focusing on musculoskeletal and biomechanics and all those things. So some of those things run through my mind when I'm trying to adjust my swing. And you can really, you know, get lost in your own thoughts 
and you can really get lost in negativity if you don't, you know, if you don't do exactly what you were envisioning. Um, and, and I went through that a few times where I either topped, topped the ball really bad um, or was you know, sitting there and thinking about it way too long and the result was nowhere near what I wanted it to be. Uh, so biggest takeaway there is, although there's always room for improvement, there's always details that you can manipulate. Uh, sometimes it's best just to not think about it and do the best you can and then evaluate it after instead of during. You spend your days here working tirelessly to connect with people in the industry. You're calling the companies that serve superintendents. Uh, you're dealing with the products that enhance the golfer experience. You've read a lot about course conditions and what golf course superintendents are trying to do. What were your thoughts about being on that type of turf for the first time? I mean, it's incredible. Um, you know, knowing what I know now about how much money, how much time and how much labor is invested into making these courses what they are, it really gives you a, a deeper appreciation for everything that they do. Um, especially, you know, this, again, the small details when you're on the course, maybe you're walking the fairway and you just notice some of the fine details of what it took to get there you know, noticing some of the, the details in the bunkers or, or the putt area or the green, or again, it's, it's really comes back to a deep appreciation for what they do and how much money and time they spend on, you know, giving us this sort of luxury. It's kind of interesting. You played your first round of golf during this limited contact period in golf related to COVID-19. What type of safety measures did you notice out there? Yeah, again, it was the uh, one person per cart, uh, which, you know, again, it was really nice to see that nobody was really utilizing that. It's a nice walk. So that was one thing. The other thing was driving ranges were closed at this time, obviously, to, uh, you know, limit the amount of contact between us and, you know, course accessories or balls or what, what have you. But one thing I will note, though, it was nice and encouraging to hear when we went up to pay you know, we asked, how are things going? They said the number of rounds of golf are way up since last year, which is encouraging to hear. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of a hit with the driving range being closed, but in general, uh, you know, rounds are up. And everybody was social distancing, um, even the foursome and threesome and um, a few other groups that I saw, they, you know, kept their distance um, and did everything uh, that they could to follow the guidelines. And, you know, there was the, uh, the noodle inside of the, the cup to, uh, you know, reduce um, contact there. Do you remember what color it was? Green. Oh, that's cool. I've played with green, blue, red, pink, and yellow ones so far. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, what unique solutions people are coming up with right now to again, to allow us to enjoy a luxury that right now a lot of other sports are not able to do. Uh, luckily, we still have the gift of golf. Did you notice the look on other people's faces? I know you can't get too close to others that you don't know right now, but how happy do people seem to be, be out there and have this recreational opportunity presented to them in this time? Oh, it was great. I mean, uh, when we first pulled in, you know, there were uh, groups, I would assuming, waiting on their tea times, again, social distancing, but laughing, you know, and enjoying the 
uh, being outside, I mean, that was one thing that Paul and I really kept bringing up during our walk or our conversations on the course was, man, is it really nice just to be outside right now? That was the biggest thing, just being able to um, feel like a normal day, although, you know, we're in the midst of, you know, a pandemic. Um, it was nice to see people uh, and, and again, just feel like it was a normal day. In Ohio, we haven't had any prolonged course closures. Our weather has pretty much sucked in April. Would you say that, Andrew? It's been a rough April here. So there, but on the days it's been nice, there have been lots and lots of people playing golf from what I can tell. And the courses have been doing robust business given the circumstances of the, the, the COVID 19 and some of the restrictions on golf courses in terms of cart usage and spacing out tee times and also the weather. You know, you, the, those are two really uh, things working against the people that work at golf courses, but it's been plugging along here in Ohio and the courses have been doing a phenomenal job of keeping that recreational outlet going for people, for people. Andrew, when you walked off the course, how did you feel mentally? Did you feel better? Did you feel like that hour and a half outside helped your mental frame of mind? You have a very stressful job. I mean, anyone that's been in sales knows how tough it can be and that it's, and that it's numbers based and you're always thinking about that number when you're at work. But how, how did your mind feel when you got off the golf course? I mean, it, it felt great. Again, it, it felt great to do something that, I mean, you know, golfing was a, a first for me, but again, just being outside, being able to enjoy the company of somebody else while social distancing, um, it made things feel normalized. Uh, I did feel defeated because golf is, is a tough game. I mean, again, I go back to watching the pros on TV and they make things look so easy and you know, going to driving ranges and uh, top golfs and hitting nice shots and feeling like I'm getting a rhythm, uh, it was completely different. It's completely different, and uh, it really made me appreciate, you know, the the greatness of people and even scratch golf. You know, people that are not at the pro level but are really good golfers, you appreciate those things, and it really just drives me to continue asking a ton of questions, continue learning, and continue to uh, evolve my game uh, from either <laughs> worse to better or, you know, what have you. But uh, you got to appreciate the details that go into being a good golfer. What part of the game did you find the most difficult? For me, I think it's putting. I think that's the, the hardest thing. All stages of the game are hard. First tee, um, you know, fairway shots, but I would say putting is the hardest. And, and the biggest surprise for me was how quick the ball moved. You know, I thought I had a good idea, especially working with, again, working with these companies that help make things beautiful and help, help, help make things great. I thought I had a good understanding of how the turf was going to move and how, or how the ball was going to move. And I didn't. I, I, I came, you know, maybe close a few times. Uh, but those were also shots. I was like, oh, this is going to go in. And, uh, you know, I think that was the toughest part of the game. Uh, the iron shots were, were so-so, uh, but I made some good connections. And driving is difficult for me as well. I don't know if that's uh, a mechanics thing or, you know, what I'm used to as far as other sports or things I'm trying to relate it to. Uh, but those are two difficult things for me. What's next for you? It's tough for us to get to a practice range. Right now, most of them in the area are closed. Yep. What's the next step? 
Uh, the next step is hiring a professional to help me out. Uh, I've actually texted two of my buddies that are uh, golf professionals to see, you know, when's the earliest that maybe I could start taking some lessons from them. Um, and I was told out in Warren, Youngstown area that after this weekend, driving ranges will be open. Uh, that's what I've heard. Uh, but That's yeah. your hometown. You're from, what, 60 miles east here, uh, or east of Cleveland. You're from the Youngstown, Warren area. Yep. I grew up in a small little town called Southington, Ohio, and uh, we used to have a course actually in town called Forest Oaks. Um, it has since closed down, uh, but, you know, yeah, I grew up in that area, and uh, that's where a lot of my friends are still at, and um, that's where the golf professional that I texted is in that area, and he said, yeah, I'd be help, you know, happy to help you. Um, I, I did warn him ahead of time, the task at hand, but uh, I'm really excited to start getting into into those fine details of the golf swing and how I can improve little by little. I regret not joining you guys yesterday. I, I, I should have done it. I went out for a run instead of uh, playing golf yesterday. I think it would have been great to see you and Paul out there, and it's been cool to see you come down to the office and putt and tinker with equipment and ask about the swing and this is going to be a fun story to to track i think we need to set a goal for you though like the carolinas gcsa shows in november in myrtle beach you went to it last year yep i think we need to get you in the golf outing i think so that should be your goal right now is november we are going to have you up to speed and you're going to play in that monday golf outing you want to take me up on that offer i do i want to take you up on that and i want to uh you know take the necessary steps to you know, make sure that I am on track to maneuver a course like that. You know, like I said, that nine yesterday really, and, and it's a lot of things that you don't realize until after you're done, right? Like your lower back's a little sore, uh, hip flexors and, and all of the, again, the fine details that go into a golf swing. You're like, man, I didn't even realize that this is something I would be sore the next day over. Um, but yeah, I'd like to put together a success plan to make sure that I'm ready to, to get on a course like that. Because, you know, I go back to the anxiety factor of, you know, getting on your first course. And it felt good after, you know, that I made that leap and I just did it, right? Like, and we didn't keep score, um, you know, it was more so let's just have fun and try. But, you know, that <laughs> that competitive drive in me also was like, man, I wish I could have done a little bit better there, done a little bit better there. Uh, critiquing myself along the way, but you have to remember to be forgiving because this is one of the toughest sports that you could ever pick up, especially uh, a little later in life where things are harder to do. If somebody tells you that they do not have jitters on the first tee, I'd venture to say they're they're lying to you. No matter if it's your first time like it was for you or uh, somebody like Brooks Kepka or Rory McIlroy, we all feel the jitters on the first tee, Andrew. Yeah, and I think that goes back to maybe when you're picking up something a little later in life. Yeah. You know, I feel like if maybe if you're a kid, you you don't have that pressure, or maybe you don't feel that as much. Um, but at my age, and you know, where I have somebody, you know, a group of guys behind me, I felt a little bit better after. You know, like I said, I had to warn them, hey, I've never golfed before. And it was, it was reassuring and really nice that a stranger just said, don't worry about it, man. I've been golfing for years, and I am not, not good either. So um, it, was a, it was a very encouraging and fun environment. Uh, Paul made it very easy as well. You know, I don't have to 
feel like I have to impress anybody, although there wasn't really a whole lot that I uh, was impressing on that day. But it was fun. It was uh, it was humbling, and it's one of those things where you want to continue to educate yourself and, and get better. Yeah, Paul's a account manager for our recycling group here at GIE Media, and he probably never imagined that he would be mentioned in a golf course industry podcast, so we'll have to share this with him. Absolutely. Shout out, Paul. Yeah, Paul Letterer is his name, and he's one of the many people here in our building at GIE Media that has a passion for golf. We're lucky that we have a group of maybe two dozen people here in our 100-person office that play the game and really enjoy it, and it's awesome that Andrew's name now can be added to that list. So that was Andrew Hatfield, one of our account managers on Golf Course Industry, one of the many behind-the-scenes people that really make it tick. He's going to get ready now for his second round of golf. And for everybody that's going to be at the Carolina show in November, you're going to have to meet Andrew and give him some encouragement out at the uh, the outing. It's going to be fun that this year, you know, he went to it last year. He was early in his golf course industry tenure, but it's going to be fun to bring him to Myrtle Beach and he'll get to participate in one of the, one of the events there at that, that huge golf outing. So, Andrew, thanks for joining us. And on the behalf of all of our readers, I urge you to – Repair and fill your divots, fix your ball marks, and when we get back to that point, rake the bunkers. Yep, I appreciate it, Guy. I think uh, since I started here and since I really you know, started listening to the podcast, I was begging you to come on here in some capacity. So thank you for bringing me on. And uh, you know, the big, another big takeaway, focus on the beginner details. I think I told you I made a golf 101 mistake yesterday especially with all the rain that we've experienced here in ohio i forgot a towel it's one thing i don't want to do in the future (laughs) yep playing golf no matter if it's wet or dry always bring a golf towel thanks everyone